Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Morbius has been moved again. Something eternal this way comes, says Disney Plus. And then other rumors. All that and more of the set we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, how you doing, bud? It's been a week. Yes, sir. yes, it has. It has been a hell of a week. I've had a rough couple weeks. Um, I am on the tail end of my COVID. Uh, finally, finally got me. Finally caught up with me. Oh, so you're on the D, or are are you on the nineteen? <laughs> I think I'm around the one or the nine at this point. Okay, okay. I've made that big run across the bridge that is the dash. <laughs> You're no longer hyphenated? No, yeah, yeah. I'm, hi- I'm no longer hyphenated, I'm hydrated, I'm good. This is a dumb joke, we should move on. It is, it's weird. Uh, but no, <laughs> I had COVID, uh, which is why we couldn't podcast last week. I, I got actually, like, really ill. Um, it hit me pretty good, uh, you know. I don't know, I don't know uh, what, what, what factors, and I guess it was the, uh, the Omic- uh, it, it seemed like the symptoms lined up with what people are saying about Omicron or whatever. Um, so I don't know, man. It was rough, though. I'm very glad I was vaccinated. Yeah, I was about to say, like, imagine how much worse it would have been. <laughs> yeah, because if that supplied the help that people say it does, you know, you get less severe cases and stuff. Like, my case was pretty bad. I was knocked completely down, um, down and out for like a week, just like in bed. I, I, I yeah, I gotta, like, I had to cancel everything for obviously two weeks for, for quarantine purposes, but, um, yeah, I couldn't do anything last week. So, sorry we missed the cast last week, but I did miss it, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Good. Not good that you missed it, just good that you're happy to be back. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> happy to be chatting with my buddy Jeff about some Marvel things, and uh, I guess we can get into, we're doing some news and feedback today. Uh, so, first off, Morbius has been moved. Again? Yeah. I think it's now, like, the most moved movie in history <laughs> like it's been moved more times than the new mutants well <laughs> um so it looks like it was moved for uh, to april 1st yeah and i feel like that's probably a joke too uh, yeah you're probably right that doesn't seem legit at all what was i thinking <laughs> <laughs> yep. there was no reason given by sony at least that we know of Right. I have a feeling it just has to do with the rising case numbers and stuff. Yeah. I did see some speculation, and I think this is probably legit. Spider-Man is their highest grossing movie of all time, Sony. And I have a feeling they're like, yeah, let's give that a few more weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, let it let it work out all eight of its legs. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, conspiracy brain, though, says... They're reshooting, and they want to add stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're given four months to add a post-credit sequence that shows that it's in the same universe as Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire or something like that. That's my conspiracy brain. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it definitely tracks that Sony would want to, after the movie has already been filmed, uh, want to be like, no, 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 it's in, it's in there. It's in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that incredibly popular thing that uh, th- that we just had <laughs> happen for us. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, they want to not give us too much at once. They want to space out their content so that it's more successful. They want to give us a chance to be hungry for more Spider-Man content. And I think my conspiracy brain says we're going to get a trailer or something in the last weeks of it that, that's like, hey, look, which Spider-Man will it be? Something like you know, like some sort of oh, like God, teaser. I don't want that. <laughs> I could totally see them like putting a just like a small little glimpse of a Spider-Man's hand or something like stepping onto the screen, but in a way that you can't tell which one, which costume it is, you know? Yeah, I could totally see that. It's gimmicky (laughs) as but like, yeah, it's totally possible. But that's Sony. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can't blame them. No Way Home was just an amazing feat and. Like, if they can capitalize on that, um, you know, more power to them, I guess. I mean, No Way Home has grossed worldwide $1.535 billion. Wow. It is at a billion and a half. That's 
pretty nuts, man. That is pretty yeah. nuts. Well, so we, we don't know why, but it, it those are my two theories. Either <laughs> ju- either just because they wanted to get out of the, out of the way, have more time for Spider Man, or because they're planning something. Yeah, I think they're planning something, and uh, I don't trust Sony. So yeah, you know, but that's just me. <laughs> hey, hey, we're gonna talk about it a little bit in our episode tomorrow. Uh, so I'll save it for our episode tomorrow, but I have new reason to be excited for Morbius. I have new reason to be excited. And that's a little tease for our episode tomorrow, which will be a commissioned episode. Woo! Or a couple days from now. Something like that. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. Probably, okay. Probably drop Thursday. Something like that. <laughs> the one that we're talking about in just a few minutes, but actually uh, <laughs> dropping. Yeah. Later. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I see what you're doing. The magic of TV. The magic of TV. Also, the patrons should get it quicker. Patrons. Patrons. A little plug there. Oh, man. So, I guess next on our list to talk about is uh, we've got a couple of things to talk about for Eternals. We have some mm-hmm. small talk. Yeah. Deleted scenes. <laughs> deleted scene dropped, uh, I guess, on YouTube. Um, and it's a scene between, um, oh gosh, Sprite and. The Dane Black Whitman. Knight. Yeah, Dane Whitman, that's it. And basically it's Sprite telling Dane Whitman the truth, and he's just yep. taking it as the flights of fancy of this little girl. Uh, but yeah. she, she's just telling him the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I love in this scene, like, spoilers, I guess, for the scene? Yeah, go watch it. It's on, it's on YouTube or whatnot. called Small Talk, and it's an Eternal deleted scene. I love in the scene how... Sprite is just like, yeah, all of these things that, that people believe in are all illusions. And he's like, you're, you're really smart for your age. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Like, oof. <laughs> well, it's really funny because like she says all this stuff and he's like, no, no, that's all silly. That's all da da da. And he's like telling her like, yes, fights of fancy. Yes, you're, you know, your aunt, quotation marks. Yeah, sure. She's a, you know. Magic being from hundreds of years ago. Da 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 da. Sure, you know Thena, who's actually Athena. I get it. Da da da. And um, they, they, it has all these conversations. And then she says, "Everything's an illusion." She's like, "I'm, I, I, I make illusions. You know, a lot of what you guys believe in are illusions. The yep. government, God, money. She names all these like, all this is just illusions." And he's like, "You know, you know a lot for a little girl." And it's like. <laughs> really funny like she was like concepts they're all just concepts and it's like oh god oh she's so right (laughs) pessimistic take kind of but i but but i do agree with you little girl (laughs) that's very very high-minded and philosophical of you (laughs) it's a good line you were saying before we started you wish they'd left this in why i do wish that they had left this in because uh if you have been listening to our take Z, plural Take-a-za? on uh, yeah Artekaza on uh, on Eternals you know there was there was this whole idea that was kind of baked into it that you know didn't really come through un- unless you went and like sought out a whole bunch of YouTube videos of like each person in the team of Eternals was basically supposed to give humanity something and like you know, Fastos gave technology. I was saying that Sprite gave uh, illusions and storytelling, storytelling especially mm-hmm. as uh, you know the gift to humanity of that kind of art, and that didn't really come through like just in the film. But like, oh, yeah? this scene, this scene would have helped to drive that point home so much more. In that Sprite said, "I gave you those illusions, everything that you believe." Everything that humanity believes that are these concepts, I created that and gave to you. And mm. it could have helped to, to, you know, sell my point of view, I guess, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, make it, a, you know, a bit more sense. I definitely hear that. I, I did get that from the movie. You know, you have those big scenes where he's like uh, giving a, pre- like showing this like illusionary movie almost in the courtyard in ancient times and stuff like that. There's she Sprite. And so I, I did get that. Sorry. I was thinking of comics version. I did get that from the movie, but I definitely see your point that that would have like driven it home more, you know, 
uh, and definitely would have like, I don't know, given given us something to look for when we're seeing all this because this had to have happened early on in the film. This this deleted scene would have been really early on because there is a there's a when the monsters the deviants show up to fight, you know, uh, it, in yeah. that later scene and Dane Whitman's there, uh, he says like. Oh no no no! Sprite already like Sprite already told me everything. You know, like like I already know what's going on because she's been telling me the truth, and I'm just now realizing that's all been true. Like, there's your boyfriend. Right. He flies. Like this was this yeah. scene was directly connected to that moment. This would have been the plant for that payoff. Yeah yeah, and they 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 left that out. Also, here, here's the thing about it though. They, this is spending a lot of extra time with Dane Whitman. Which I Which think we we were asking for. We were, but <laughs> if they had front loaded this at the beginning of the movie, I would have spent the entire movie waiting on Dane Whitman to come back because, like, I already felt that way. Like Dane Whitman just sort of yeah. dropped. And if they, I, I understand why they. If you're looking at the structure of this movie, you go like, if we put more Dane Whitman up front, it's going to seem like the main character just disappeared. He's also the point of view character, which is the thing that I kept saying we were missing. This makes yeah. him even more the point of view character. Cause he's the one, he's the fish out of water. Who's going into the water. That is the eternals and going like, okay, all of this is real. This is crazy. Um, and it's not that that's not the movie they were trying to make. And I think this scene sort of makes it feel more that way, which is kind of what I wanted. Cause I think it would have been more functional, but he was not the main character of the movie. And so I think like Lee taking the scene out is probably of service to that, but like, it is a bummer because I kind of, it's service to a thing that I didn't want to happen, but it is what they wanted, yeah. you know, it's, it's a service to the wrong version of the film. Uh, right. Right. Which was the theatrical release. And it's not like I, I mind Cersei being that main character. I just don't think they did enough to make her the main character either. Yeah, I mean, she's not necessarily technically supposed to be the main character of an Eternals story, but you know, with modern film, there's kind of a, a focus on, mm -hmm. you know, there's like there's a main person, even in in teams like um, like Guardians of the, of the Galaxy. There's the main person, yeah. you know, there's the the Peter Quill for sure, the main person's love interest, Gamora, and then the larger characters around them that form the team that are still not necessarily as fleshed out, you know, cause like Drax is kind of one note in both movies or, you know, every time he's shown up, he's got like, this is his thing, mm -hmm. but he does a good job of this is his thing. Even with those, you know, those ensemble type films, there's still that one focused person. And, you know, Cersei should have been that in this, but I, I still think that, Dane Whitman should have been, you know, that romantic interest of the main person, but could have been our lens into that whole thing. And again, I'm, I'm like working myself up into not liking Eternals again, of like <laughs> of just being upset with Eternals for not including more Dane Whitman. Yeah, I, I, I wish they included more Dane Whitman. And I really don't want to come off as like, <laughs> the thing I'm worried about sounding like, if I'm being honest, is like... Man, they really should have put more of that straight white dude in the <laughs> in the movie and made him the main character. I don't mean that. I really do mean like they just I think that Eternals lacked focus. It lacked a focus character. I think Cersei was the intention. Yep. But they did not pull that off. And so I think that putting Dane Whitman at the beginning of this movie would have driven that even further away. And so I think it's probably the right decision to make the movie they were making. I think it's the right decision to remove this scene, but like it just, it, it's further frustrates me to think like we could have had a movie that had like, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, in a uh, black Panther, mm -hmm. every character there is a part of that world. Yep, so they gave us Everett, Everett Ross. Ross. He's not yep. the main character. By no means is he the main character, but he is my straight white dude. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> no, no, he is. <laughs> The like just sort of lends to the audience that goes like, I don't know this world of Wakanda, so he gets he gets to be the guy who's like amazed by Wakanda. You know, he's amazed yeah. by the 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 shields and like he's scared they're gonna hit the shields and he's da -da -da. Like, he, he gets to be that. And he doesn't have to take focus away from the main characters, but he gets to be that. And I feel like Eternals misses that. And Dane Whitman could have been that. Yeah, yeah. We need Dane Whitman to be our 
thought I knew it all uh, cis hetero straight white men. Uh, <laughs> See that that's a good take right there. <laughs> we, yeah, we need we need Dave Whitman to be our our cis hetero straight white man that just knows nothing and thinks he does. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. And then like we get shown the world of the Eternals via him experiencing it, and you know we get shown all these things that we didn't know because right. we were being uppity straight white men. And if they had. <laughs> <laughs> if they I had thought we knew it all <laughs> if they had let let it reside with Cersei and Dan- if it if they'd made it sort of a love story kind of where like Cersei and Dane Whitman had that sort of like connection and it kind of moves through the entirety of the movie i could mm-hmm. see that sort of a focus like i'm always i'm i'm never for just including a romance plot for the romance plot's sake but like I could kind of see making the two of them sort of the, their relationship, the focus of the movie, or at least some small por- portion of the movie to like, I just, I, I, you know, I'm just overthinking it. I just still think the movie lacked focus. All, all these months later, I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, this scene probably would have helped to drive home that whole love story thing. Uh, Cause yeah, that's true. was talking about uh, how like her ex, like she's not over her ex. He was hot and could fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also a seed for like the fact that Sprite has feelings for him. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Even though they're saying it's over, I'm sure it's not over. Like they still like each other. Like it's n- it's never going to work out for me kind of thing. Yeah, and then Dane saying, you know, I love her Cersei and all of that stuff. Like that could have that could have helped to drive that love story along, but also probably would have given him enough motivation to want to go along with her right through the rest of the film the thing the thing that sucks is it's a really charming scene i really like it and i but i absolutely see why they it is needed to be extracted to make the movie they wanted to make but it's frustrating because i like the scene a lot (laughs) yeah well i i think like we didn't like the movie that they did end up making as much and this scene would have done really well in in the movie that we had asked for after the fact, I guess, mm-hmm. or that we like that we wish that they had made. So it's like I think it's doubly frustrating. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, now, uh, now that we talk so negatively about Eternals, guess what, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Our next piece of news is that Eternals <laughs> hits Disney Plus tomorrow, January twelfth. <laughs> So get excited. We're here to start the hype train. <laughs> I'm, I'm so- sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, now that we've got the hype through the roof. Right. But no, the truth is, I really am excited that this is dropping tomorrow because. You know, I only saw it once in theaters, and that's partially because it wasn't my favorite. But now that I have a chance to go back and watch it, we said a few times that, like, we thought this would have worked better as a series. It's kind of long. It's kind of droning for not and doesn't focus. But now having time to sit at home and watch it, you know, again, maybe I'll find new love for it. Because I know a lot of our listeners have written in and talked about how much they love this movie. So, yeah, I'm excited to go revisit, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that you know with with the understanding that I have of the film after, you know, having sought out the you know the trailers and whatnot and like understanding like I guess now that I can temper my expectations for it, I might be able to find some more love for it. Yeah, that happens a lot. Like you see something the first time and you had a, such a strong opinion of what you wanted it to be and then it's not that. And you're like, Egh. I still want it to be that other thing, but yeah. yeah. You know, knowing knowing that my expectations are not going to be met, it's the same reason that I have loved WandaVision astronomically after rewatching it a couple more times. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like true. I've I know I've binged all of WandaVision twice more since the the series came out. And every time I do, like I know that Mephisto's not going to show up. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, wink. But <laughs> I, <laughs> But I, I still like I, I watch it, and everything that they give me is just so much fun and so good 
that I don't necessarily need Mephisto to show up. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this next one, we got a couple rumors after that. Um, according to Illuminerdy, which I don't know how trustworthy they are. Uh, I don't, I don't think they're like a main source, but still it's an interesting, uh, story. Ken Christensen, uh, who wrote for Punisher and Dara Resnick, who wrote for Daredevil will also be working as writers on Disney Plus's Echo. This is not confirmed. It's rumor, but I like this rumor, but it's a nice rumor. Yeah. yeah. If it ends up being true, like that, that shows that Kevin Feige pays attention and knows that everything that was put on a Netflix, everything that was put on a Netflix <laughs> was great. Everything. Absolutely. All of it. That's and absolutely true. needs to come over to Disney Plus and, you know, join the main universe. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see this. Those are my two favorites of the, of the Netflix stuff. Uh, Jessica Jones being a very close third place. Daredevil is just a heads above everything. Yeah, especially season three. Yeah, it, it's really great. And some of the creative choices made with Punisher. Um, uh, if, if you know what I'm talking about, the last episode of season one is just like a, a piece of art. Like a piece of art. Or, or no, I'm, am I thinking season two? I might be thinking of season two. Um, where he's getting waterboarded. I don't know. I don't know if you remember that. Anyway, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, I think it's season one. It's like the second to last or something of season one, actually. Um, the the it's just I can't like think of the defender stuff and not think of that. It's one of my favorite episodes of the entire series, and I want more of those <laughs> uh, character moments. And so the writers who wrote for those two series coming back sounds like a freaking awesome idea. Yeah, the only thing that I can remember from the Punisher series, like thinking on it now, is like. Episode four of season one, where uh, shotgun to the face made a hamburger. Oh gosh, yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll just say, I'll just say what. Okay, I, I don't know why I'm being coy. It's spoilers years, for spoilers for like Punisher. <laughs> Jump ahead thirty seconds if you don't want to know what I'm talking about, because Punisher is one of my favorites. Um, it has its issues. It has a lot of issues, but the the episode where he's getting like waterboarded and tortured, and every time he gets close to death. He gets to see his wife. He gets he gets he keeps passing out during the torture and being with his dead wife again. And it's like oh, he yeah. starts to look. He's like almost longing for dying. Like it's like death is a thing he's longing for. That's that episode is just absolutely amazing. I'm pretty sure that was in season one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was when he was in um, the the area where Micro was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Micro's like. Hang out or whatever. His lair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last rumor. We got one more rumor here on the in the okay. old rumor mill. It's the final rumor. It's not uh, the final rumor. No, no. <laughs> For today, never going to be over. <laughs> um, th this I heard from you. There's been a lot of a uh, lot of speculation going around that uh, Moon Knight is going to be uh, premiering on Disney Plus in February, and that we're likely going to get. A trailer very soon and hmm. i like that in in i like that in that we're you know we're going to get more content sooner yeah 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 it's it's such a long break if nothing comes out between now and may such but a long i don't break. know that that's actually going to happen <laughs> i don't know either it's a total rumor but i i have a feeling we're going to be talking about this all break if there's really five months between marvel stuff we're going to be sitting here going like all right. Well, so when are they going to give us a, 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 just give us some trailers, something? I just want yeah, some stuff. A, I would like a trailer, maybe a short or two. Give yeah. me some deleted scenes of stuff. Like you give kept, me something. This is bad planning. You kept things going for a year every week, and now you give us five months off. I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate this. Like, be consistent about yeah. something. I'm having a little bit of a problem with depression lately and i'm blaming marvel <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault feige <laughs> trust the feige it's not because i've been quarantined for a week and i'm i'm sad and stuck in my house it's because there hasn't been new marvel content in three weeks i yeah. don't like it <laughs> <laughs> 
sadness. My life is just sadness now. <laughs> this was the one thing I had, Feige. The one thing I had. <laughs> and you took it from me. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's it's just rumor for now. Um, there's not really much to it other than that might be coming soon. But Marvel tends Marvel Studios has tends to put a little bit of distance between you know when they drop the first trailer or the teaser trailer or whatever, right. and the next thing. Um, yeah, to to put something in there so quick feels kind of like a Netflix maneuver. In that Netflix was like trailer for the thing by the way the thing's coming in two weeks yeah it would, they'd do it really uh, get close. ready and um they've already re- they've already released the teaser and first trailer or whatever you want to call it for dark strange the multiverse of madness mm-hmm. so i don't know why they would like do the full ad campaign all in one very small window uh and then immediately drop something when they've already got that one teaser out for what I guess would be the next film property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough, and I know that Moon Knight. Yeah, I feel like Mo- they, they've already said that Ms. Marvel has been moved for after Multiverse of Madness. Correct. I believe so. I believe that was that was stated, but everything else just said coming soon. So, like, what are our options if they are going to drop something between now and May? I feel like. The main options are Moon Knight, She-Hulk, or Loki Season 2. But I don't, I just don't, I don't, we, we don't have confirmation on any of that yet. Yeah. Uh, Loki, Moon Knight, or Loki Season 2, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk are, those are the things that we knew about, uh, what, at the end of 2020? I think because at the end of 2020, there was that presentation that Feige gave Hmm. that was like the investor's call or whatever. Right, right, right. There was that presentation that was like, you know, coming this year. And then not long after that, there was the, what, the Guardians holiday special that's coming up at the end of this year. That's right. Yeah. I just don't know if we're getting like to a new Marvel normal where it's going to be like, you're going to get a show every three months or every four months. That would be amazing. Well, it, it would be. Except we've been getting it every two months. You know what I mean? Like, we've been getting it constant. Or if they're going to do this thing where, like, we're not going to get it for five months, and then we're going to get the last half of the year is just, like, every week, like we had it last year. I don't know if last year's a fluke, or if this is the fluke, I guess is my... (laughs) I don't know what... Where's my fluke? It's like when you start a new relationship, and you're just, like, always around that person. Yeah. You're just, like, you're, you're with them, you're with them, you're with them, and then you're like, God, I need a breather for a minute. We're in the breather right now, and it feels like we've broken up, and I don't like it. I don't either, man. <laughs> I don't either. Feige, are you breaking up with me? <laughs> okay, well, uh, we got, we're going to get into some feedback. Uh, this first piece of feedback we wanted to throw in here, uh, it's just a very, very kind email, and like, I can't even uh, accept these kind words, but... Uh, I, uh, I would appreciate them nonetheless. So Brian Kalinowski sent us an email. It starts with just, thank you. He says, I work in healthcare and have for decades, but the past two years have been the worst due to the pandemic. The past five years, I've worked as an infection control nurse. An infection control nurse. During the pandemic. Mm. On a very real level, I know that I've been lucky to have had steady work during the past two years. Many others have not. I try to do what I can. You have to really screw up to get less than a 20% tip from me right now, for example. And I do plan on becoming a patron for you guys sometime in the near future as well. But working as an infection control nurse during the pandemic is truly a 24-7 job in a way I never experienced. Not even when I worked double shifts in intensive care units several years ago. Long hours at work trying to keep patients and staff members safe and protected from this virus that has killed far too many people, coming home there too often isn't an escape. As my wife works in healthcare too, she's working tonight on New Year's Eve. Mm. We go out of our way to try to keep our kids safe while trying to give them each a life during this nonsense. Friends, family, neighbors, etc. all asking for advice at any hour, knowing full well that some of them will never 
heed that advice because it isn't what they want to hear. Turning on the TV or scrolling through the internet and seeing things I know aren't true but are being presented as fact, and I'm not referring to any side here, just you know, as both sides have twisted the facts and have done so repeatedly. I try not to judge and I try not to preach. I don't think everyone should sit in the house with the doors locked. You know, we took a vacation this summer. We've been in restaurants. We've been in the movie theaters. But we're very careful when we do those things. All I want is for everyone to be careful and use the tools that are available to do so. I could go on and on about it, but I will just say it's been completely draining and at times soul-crushing, especially now when the number of cases is the worst it has ever been. It is somewhat ironic that this year ends with Spider-Man in theaters. Spider-Man was always my favorite superhero as a kid because I was a shy nerdy kid during the 70s. Now, as an adult, he's still my favorite and for different reasons. When this pandemic started, healthcare workers were being hailed as the true heroes, and I saw several memes with the picture of Marvel and DC superheroes lining the walls of a hospital hallway while the healthcare workers walked past them. And during that initial surge, we were treated like Superman, almost universally praised. That worked for me, especially since Siegel and Schuster created Superman in Cleveland, Ohio, where I have always lived. <laughs> uh, but at this point, we healthcare workers are more like Spider-Man, loved by many but hated by far too many. Yet every day we put on our masks and we go to work, trying to make things better for everyone, even those who don't like us. But surviving this pandemic has been so much easier because of all of you. Not only do I love and enjoy the content you provide, but it is the, the escape I need. An hour or so of time that I can just enjoy hearing the opinions of others on topics that are completely unrelated to what is going on around me. Non-judgmental, differing opinions, and just fun. And all opinions are treated with respect. I got a little nervous during the Fatwas discussion, but all of you handled that so well. Being able to talk about stuff on the Facebook chat without having to worry about someone inserting a completely unrelated political or social comment on that, which happens just about everywhere else, is also refreshing. You all do a tremendous job. You really do. So much of what you guys do can be seen by some as just for fun, but it really is more than that. I need the escape. You provide the escape. I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. Thank you so much and have a safe and happy 2022. Although I will be a lot happier when Disney Plus finally tells us which Marvel show is next and when it will debut. <laughs> yes. Same, Brian. <laughs> I agree with that completely, as we were just saying. I'm depressed over here because I don't know. Not just that it, there isn't a Marvel show. I don't know when it's coming. It just seems cruel. <laughs> At least give me something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I just... That's exactly it. I need something to look forward to. It would be so much easier if I knew a time frame. <laughs> Marvel, do it for Brian, the healthcare workers. Like, do, do it for Brian. Uh, this is all just to bring it back to how Marvel should know. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Brian, seriously, that's an incredibly kind thing to say uh, about uh, what we do here at the network. Um, it is... Really is our mission statement is to try to provide a place and a like um a place to make people uh able to listen in on the conversations that like we all used to have time to have as kids you know what i mean yeah not get so uh bound up with things uh like politics and stuff and yes when it when certain things come up we got to address them but like we're not we're not here to do that we're here to talk about the things that give us all a little hope and a little escape and uh it yeah. means the world to us that you'd say such kind words about um i i i i can't accept the uh the kindness of like us being actually uh, a big help to you when you guys are out there doing this stuff for us um every day really really appreciate what you do brian uh my girlfriend also works in a in the hospital setting and it's just been a freaking hard year for healthcare workers um so thank you thank you very much yeah i mean like i feel you know, good inside that you kind of are referring to us as the the support for the heroes, but like we're just fucking around on microphones here. I like Ned will claim we appreciate that we can be your guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. <laughs> we can be yeah. your guys in the chair, maybe allowing some distraction and support if it at all, and that that means a lot. Shit, I'm good at at providing a distraction. That's <laughs> a jam. We're basically a net negative, but. If it helps, if it helps you guys get through that, that, that means the world to us. <laughs>
No, for, uh, for yeah. thank you, yeah. Brian. That's very kind, uh, kind message, and appreciate you writing in. All right. So now that we've got the extremely sentimental um, emotions out of the way, uh, <laughs> let's get to the the mindless drivel that we're so accustomed to around here. <laughs> that feels mean to whoever you read next. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you meant the mindless so, drivel that we create uh, by making a podcast, but you're like, let's get let's get past these very thoughtful, sweet comments from Brian. Who's next? What bullshit is next? <laughs> <laughs> what bullshit has Chris Metzlov written? <laughs> Chris, it's not about you. It's about me. <laughs> we can insult Chris. He's like the luckiest man in the world. Yeah, he won what, like two Oculuses? One for each eye? <laughs> yeah, he won two Oculuses, one for each eye. Which is not how they work. I don't even understand, Chris. No, he, uh, yeah, no, he, he's been, uh, doing trivia. And we, what we do with trivia is it's all, it's, it's the more you play, which we need to announce, actually. I forgot. We should have announced that up top. But, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're going to bring back trivia very soon. Uh, January 20th, uh, Thursday night. Eight o'clock. We're gonna do trivia. Yeah, I'm definitely ready for that. Yeah, we're totally ready. Totally ready. Uh, but Chris here, uh, or Metzoa on Twitch, has won twice. The big prize. I think we've given away four of them over the course of like four or five seasons. Four big prizes. He won two of them. <laughs> it's super fun. So Chris Metzlov, one of our patrons, says, "What a year of MCU content!" And then Q Ashley singing Bo Burnham. <laughs> made you some content i can't be ashley but i can try i mean we've there's probably a sound clip of ashley <laughs> doing that somewhere on the internet um, yeah insert truly. that here uh chris says starting with wandavision and ending with no way home and hawkeye maybe i was just more appreciative of it this year after all the covid delays but the overall quality and caliber of the four movies and five tv series we got this was a banner year for the mcu in my opinion mm-hmm and a huge thank you to the entire Stranded Panda Network for keeping up with it all. Including credits, we got 33 hours and 44 minutes of new content this year, and y'all covered literally everything. As Peter 2 said to Peter 3, you're amazing. <laughs> I started listening during WandaVision because I was very confused and have listened to every cast since. It has provided so much entertaining conversation and much-needed escapism for me this year, and I can't wait for more incredible MCU content. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, it really has been an insane year for Marvel content. That's just an insane number. Freaking 33 hours of content. I can't even wrap my brain around that. That's nuts. You know, it's weird. Um, 30, like Almost 34 hours of content in a year. Mm-hmm. When before that, all of the films that, that led up to all of this totaled up to like just over 50 hours. Right. 50, 51, something like that. So if you discount the previous TV shows, which, you know, may or may not be canon, the Marvel Studios has produced almost as much in one year as it produced over the course of 10. <laughs> yeah. They were like, let's crank this up to 11. That's nuts. And by and I do mean Marvel Studios, because Marvel TV was a different division. So Marvel Studios just cranked the crap out of this year. And I mean, part of that, I think, was things getting delayed. So they sort of, things got stacked on top of each other a little bit. Um, I have a feeling we're going to land in a different place over the next <laughs> year or two. It was like some things got stacked together and then the dam burst. Mm-hmm, and so exactly. you know now we're at the part where it's like we've got the initial gush and then we're trickling after that and like i'm very thankful for this year of insane amount of content but like i'm i'm also i'm, I'm bummed that they used it all up like couldn't you have held a little back like <laughs> i'm starving now <laughs> you you gave me the whole bowl of food for the entire week that you were going to be gone. I ate it all on the first day. Yeah, now, we, that is, now I'm starving. That's exactly right. I am a puppy left at home with a big bowl of food. <laughs> that was my 2021. And 2022, yep. now I'm a puppy that is very hungry. <laughs> what, are we talk- <laughs> what are we talking about? Let's move There's on. There's so many <laughs> weird analogies in this. <laughs> this is a weird episode. <laughs> <laughs> Already weird. It's already weird. Tim Brown, one of our patrons, says, I think Young Avengers, if that's what we want to call them, will be a mix of Young Avengers and the Champions that has Miss Marvel and Ironheart, for example. 
I also will bet dollars to donuts, Wiccan and Speed will be in the MCU after the events of Multiverse of Madness. Mm. I bet there will be versions of them brought here. I totally think this young group is coming. So many of the characters are set up and already introduced so far for Young Avengers we potentially have. Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, Cassie Lang, Stature, or Stinger. Um, Eli Bradley is the Patriot. America Chavez is Miss America, confirmed to be in Doctor Strange, as you see her in the trailer, even. Uh, Kid Loki, Ironheart, and Miss Marvel are going to join up with this crew. And I'm sure Wanda's twins from an alt-reality are coming. And if they introduce a young Kang, there's your Iron Lad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Tim is 100% on with this. Like, I don't know that they're going to call it anything. You know, they're probably never going to say Young Avengers. I mean, maybe somebody will make fun of them or something. What are you, the Young Avengers? Uh, but I, I just because it's a, kind of a cheesy name. Uh, but... I think that the concept is coming like this team up between all these people who have been, uh, you know, building could, toward building up, building up the last few, uh, years is crazy. I could see it being something like, um, what are you, the kid Avengers? And then they'll be like, I mean, yeah, we are young, but we are Avengers. Yeah. 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 Something. Tim's a hundred percent right. It's, it's coming. Something is coming. coming. Interesting that he mentions Kid Loki. Do you think Kid Loki is he involved in either of those teams in comics? Um, or is that just a shot in the dark? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay, I never read enough Young Avengers to to really say for certain. Right, he was saying Young Avengers and Champions. I don't really know any either of those teams well enough to know. Yeah, I sorry, I'm I'm failing my role as comics expert. <laughs> Nah, man, you got to do what I do. Just never claim to be an expert. That way you, you can never disappoint. I didn't. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> it just seems to be the role I got slotted into. You, you know more than me, and that's just that's just not saying much. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a low bar to clear, and I didn't clear mm-hmm. it by much. <laughs> <laughs> we did get Kid Loki in series Loki. Yeah. We saw him. Um, he killed Thor. That was his... Uh, Nexus event. Yeah, no. I don't know that we're going to see much more of them, though. I I hope we do. I hope we see more of that entire group of Lokis, um, including Old Man Loki. I I just I want it all, man. I I really I rewatched that the last two episodes of Loki this last week, um, and it's just so good. Such a yeah. great two episodes. Mm. Yeah. God, I don't know. It's either Loki or Spider-Man No Way Home are my favorite things from this year. And it's a really hard question for me. And No Way Home is freaking amazing, but man, for a thing that with no weight behind it in a way, I mean, it has some, but like, No Way Home is this convergence of these all this big stuff. And Loki is just one character carrying over, you know? And they just did yeah. so much with that to create this entire world. And like, the stakes seemed even bigger than No Way Home. You know what I mean? Like the, the stakes are huge. You get universes in the palm of your hand. It's just, it's just the kind of sci-fi I love, like that sci-fi fantasy sort of intersection. And I just, and and time travel. It's just, it was going to be one of my favorite things of the year when I heard about the concept. (laughs) It ticks all the boxes for Matt. It's got time travel. Definitely does. Sci-fi fantasy. Uh, ethics discussions of like is this even right to have somebody grow up right. in apocalypses and you know the, the real question that that's the gambit the devil yeah. you know or chaos oh god he had such a q vibe to him oh he does have a q vibe he does indeed all right let's hit one more and then uh we'll shuffle off <laughs> we're gonna die no we're just gonna shuffle off we're gonna shuffle our feet to the next podcast Oh, okay. <laughs> Every day. Uh, Joel Gregory sent us an email. Hey, Ashjet. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I like it. <laughs> he, says, he says, Happy New Year. Here's something that hurts your head worse than that hangover. This is more directed to Matt specifically because his mm. blind acceptance of the sacred timeline being literally one timeline is messing with my head cannon. <laughs> the, the TVA under rule of he who remains had one goal prune any timelines that led to another Kang variant, which would lead to the multiverse of war. 
All other timelines of the multiverse were allowed to exist. The sacred timeline, quote-unquote, was just propaganda to keep the TVA agents trimming the multiverse timelines that would lead to A. Kang. Otherwise, all variants would look the same. Doctor Strange would have only seen one future, not 14 million outcomes. All variants would look the same, because Loki would have been pruned anytime he got a pimple, and most importantly, there would have been no Raimiverse. Matt, I love you, buddy, but Miss Minutes was full of shit. The only way for variants to look so different was if the multiverse was around all along, but the flow of timelines was manipulated by He Who Remains to have very similar outcomes. Happy New Year, FL Keys Panda. P.S. This theory also allows for the issue of time travel resulting in divergent timelines, so long as they didn't create a Kang variant. Yes. I, I think, I thought this was settled a long time ago, but yes, Joel, I, I argued for that position in the, after the first episode of Loki. And I still think that what Miss Minute says in that episode makes it sound like there's one single timeline. But I have conceded long ago, this is clearly how it works. There's like an undulating bunch of timelines that have to, uh, have to all stay reasonably within the same area. I guess so as to not uh, create a Kang variant um, is, is one way to yeah. interpret it. But yeah, I, I fully concede this point. I think it's kind of like the studio giving the structure to the director in, say, like the MCU. Like, you're, you're, your story needs to hit these major beats. Anything else in between that? Cool, do whatever you want. Right. So, like, Loki could look however he wants as long as he hits these major beats along the way. Sure. But as long as he does he the things that lead to the proper Kang. And right. I, I still think that that is a dubious. Because the thing is, like, I guess it, it's still dubious. Because as long as you have a bunch of Kangs, you still would have a bunch of Kangs. They'd just be on similar universes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're still dealing with Kangs. You're just not dealing with a Kang. Maybe you're not dealing with a Kang that ever finds out about multiverse travel. Maybe that's the thing he's trying to avoid. Like, the Kangs that are on the timeline that aren't him can't find out about multiverse travel. <laughs> maybe, maybe the ones that he allows are the ones that are just like, they see the multiverse and they're like, huh, neat. Yeah. And they just like go on about their day. Yeah, something. It, it, <laughs> just He has some sort of vision of himself as the good Kang and all these other Kangs that are somehow created by different timelines that are more malevolent than him are, uh, you know, the thing he's trying to avoid. But it still, it still serves to reason that if you have a bunch of undulating timelines with different people that look different and, and act different, they're still, they're not interacting with the same Kang. It's a bunch, still a bunch of different Kangs. It's just somehow not Kangs that are going to cause a multiverse war. Or there's literally been no Kangs on the timeline. Maybe you could go that route. Maybe only one of the one of the possible the sacred timeline is the only one where Kang exists, and all the other timelines that could create a Kang are being trimmed. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. That one can go off and do its thing. It's Kangless. But yeah, basically, ever since episode th was it two or three when we meet and find out that there's a Loki variant. Uh, that Loki has a variant. Uh, uh, it's episode two that we discover that it is a Loki variant. Right. Well, no, actually, end of episode one, he says, we need your help because it's you. Oh, okay. At the end of episode two, we find out that it's a lady. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. As so okay, so that's, that's my point. As soon as we see that Sylvie is Sylvie, that theory that there's only one sacred time. I mean, the whole argument we had in that first episode was like all about the fact that it didn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how can there well, be variants that look different or whatever if there's not, if the time, if they say the timeline works this way, it clearly doesn't though. <laughs> I think the misunderstanding or no, not even misunderstanding. I think the, the argument, the discussion, whatever uh, is presented mostly because they're not, clear about what causes a nexus event yeah and because we were unclear about what right. causes a nexus event and how it you know how it builds up to make a branch rather than just like causing the undulating the flow of time right 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 i think that's where the the whole argument started to happen yeah yeah for sure and then i have conceded long ago that you were correct in that argument 
Oh God, say it again. <laughs> nope. That's the only Let's time. Say it slower. O- only time ever. <laughs> say it slower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, go, go to check us out online, strandedpanda.com. Uh, you can uh, <laughs> go to the internet. We got we got yeah, a bunch of different podcasts you can find. Um, Bender's Assemble, Panda Vision, Source Pages, Animation Deliberation, Superhero Ethics, Star Wars Universe Podcast, Star Trek Universe Podcast, Matthew Carroll Podcast, The Orville. Oh well, it's now it has now been collapsed into Panda Vision. Oh okay, okay. Sorry. We we created the Orville Universe podcast before we uh knew that we were gonna create a show that was just a catch all for nerdy nerdy shows we wanted to cover, <laughs> which is what Pandavision is. And then it just doesn't make sense to keep building multiple feeds when we're doing like this is a catch all feed. Um but yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but anyway guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh we'll be back very soon with lots more content uh for your ears. And you know, I Something that I realized with, with this break that we've got is a lot of people have written in over the years and told us, I found you guys after this movie because I was just hungry for Marvel content and nothing existed anymore. Like, there's nothing to do when I was looking for somebody talking about it. And so that's really what we do. So if you're in that place that like we are where we're frustrated about not getting Marvel content, we will be dropping a few episodes in the feed every week talking about this stuff and kind of like the context of what's going on right now we got news episodes commissioned episodes feedback episodes all that stuff coming at you so uh please subscribe and hang out with us it's uh and it's great to meet you join the join uh so join the community stranded panda chat on facebook or our discord um yeah thanks so much peace yeah until next time true believers until next time true believers Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit Stranded